0: Everybody. Welcome back to Pagan Switchy Corner. My name is Pagan and I am joined with a very special guest. I am joined with Jamie Girones. Did I say that correctly?
1: Hi, uh, Pagan. Yes, well, my name is Jaime Girones. Jaime.
0: Oh, my goodness. <sighs> I'm so sorry. I thought it was Jamie. My apologies. <laughs>
1: no, no worries. I answered both. <laughs> <Okay. laughs>
0: that's the problem when you you live in the english-speaking world and you just read things literally (laughs) yeah no i get it no worries jaime is the author of llewellyn's little book of the day of the dead you guys have heard me talk about it on the show you've heard me talk about how great it is if you've come to witchy wednesdays you've also heard me talk about it there so jaime thank you so much for joining me and welcome to the show
1: well, um, thank you, and thank you for the invitation, and I'm very happy to be here.
0: I am glad. So, for those who may not understand what the Day of the Dead or Dia de los Muertos, it's been a long time since I've taken Spanish, um, <laughs> is, could you explain it more for them, please?
1: Yeah, Oh, well, you, you said it perfectly, the oh, Day, Day of the Dead, <laughs> Dia de Muertos, and, um, yeah, so the the Day of the Dead is an annual celebration we have here in Mexico, but also in other Latin American countries or uh, in regions where there are Latin or Hispanic populations. Um, and during this celebration, that is usually celebrated on November first, November second, we remember those who are who we love, but have passed away already. Uh, we, we remember and honor our dead loved ones and ancestors. And we do that through um, usually offerings, setting up an altar, visiting our, uh, the graves or of our loved ones. And we share what we have with them. We, it's a party, it's a celebration. It's like having a party at your home, at your community. But in, the, in this case, um, our, the guests of the party are dead, are not um, alive anymore, or are not physically with us. And I, I say usually it's celebrated on November 1st and November 2nd, because um, it's a very diverse celebration. And across different regions in Mexico, you can find different ways. That it's celebrated, and some populations even celebrate for weeks mm-hmm. uh, or or days. And, but it's the main dates are are around November first and second, and and that's that's in a very general way of speaking about <laughs> it. <laughs>
0: that's a, that's the nitty gritty of it. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so one of the things that you opened in your book, which I absolutely loved, uh, the fact that you talked about cultural appropriation and celebrating this holiday or celebration. Could you talk a little bit about that? Because that's a big, hot topic, especially in the world of paganism.
1: Right. Well, on the one hand, I wanted to share with the world what the Day of the Dead is. Um, special because. Um, with a lot of movies that have been released recently in the, in the last, I don't know, like five years or a bit more, uh, it has become a more, um, I don't know, like mainstream or mm-hmm. famous, a famous holiday or celebration. So um, I wanted to share more about what is it, why we celebrate it. And um, I also wanted to talk about the Day of the Dead because um I think that no, ma- no matter where you are born, where you live, you can learn a lot from the Day of the Dead or there's a lot that the Day of the Dead can teach you. On the other hand, I, I didn't want it to be misunderstood as in um, everyone can-, can celebrate literally or the actual Day of the Dead or that everyone um, I don't know, like, could use the symbols of the Day of the Dead and claim it their own. Mm-hmm. So I wanted, uh, based on that, I, my the first part of my book um, mentioned the difference be- between appreciation and appropriation, um, because I wanted to understand what, from my point of view, is the difference, although there's a whole debate about that. <laughs> uh, and the line between those, it could be, well... It, it, it could depend on the person the you ask. But talking about the Day of the Dead, I wanted to share um, that it, it's okay if you wanna approach Day of the Dead and if you wanna learn more about the context, the history and what it, what it has uh, to give you, what you can learn from the Day of the Dead. And um, for me at the end, we all have ancestors, either by blood, by community, by spirit, um, we all have dead loved ones so honoring our dead loved ones remembering our dead loved ones honoring our ancestors is a universal activity right so um it's not something uh that you find only in mexico or in a, in a certain region but the day of the day is a specific um celebration that can help you on finding ways on how to approach that universal activity, that um, honoring your ancestors. And so in my book, I first explained for me what, what the difference is and how um, it, it's better to first have the, uh, the context on why it's celebrated, what, uh, what the symbols of the day of the dead represent, why we perform certain activities, the diversity of it, and also that uh, the difference uh, from appropriation for me may be that I didn't write the book, I don't know, for someone to just post a picture and with, I don't know, with their face painted as a Katrina Mm -hmm. or as a skull, but more, to learn more where the Katrina symbol comes from and from a respect point of view approach that symbolism how how we as a culture in mexico we 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 have a different relationship with that we we make fun of it we name it and we paint it and we (laughs) um, made a character out of it um and yeah that's kind of (laughs) <laughs> what I wanted to explain my first part of my book and later on in the book I also like um for example when I speak about the flowers and um, there's a certain flower that is very common in the day of the Dead called cempasuchil or is also known as the Mexican marigold and well I explain what this flower represents it has a very strong orange yellow color which represents life and um, it, it has a very sweet smell so it's it is said that it calls the death with, a, with its sweet smell. But at the same time, it's abundant at this time of year. So when I when I talk about tending up a day of, of the dead altar or an altar for your dead loved ones and ancestors, uh, I suggest finding a flower at your region that is abundant at this time of year and that has these same characteristics.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's how... Um, that's why I made the introduction and that's how I approach like the difference between appreciating something and appropriating.
0: That's awesome. And that's very well said. Now, I, I also really loved the chapter in the sections where you talk about how we are so afraid of as a culture of death and the importance of why we should celebrate our dead and accept the transformation of death. And actually one of my favorite things in the book was you basically talking about how to make a character of the dead and to make fun of death and to not be afraid of it to embrace it and death is kind of becomes your old friend that way and i absolutely love that so since we are in this world could you talk more about celebrating that transformation
1: About celebrating, celebrating the transformation or death as a transformation? Yeah,
0: yeah the transformation of death, yes.
1: Well, yeah. Um, for me, uh, as, uh, as a pagan, as a witch, um, death is not the end, it's a transformation. And we see it um, in all the cycles and, and in, in nature around us, With the moon cycle every month with the change of seasons. Um, We we experience all the time that everything is a cycle, right? Mm -hmm. So from my my witchy or weekend point of view (laughs) in my book, I talk about that. I talk about how I see that as transformation and but I also speak about why, um, in the in the Day of the Dead or with the Day of the Dead, death is seen as a transformation. When I speak as as a transformation, I I, I, um, I want to explain that death is not the end, and we celebrate our dead loved ones and our ancestors during the Day of the Dead because our our link with Or dead loved ones is still there even they are not physically with us and the love is still there the love has not changed but the way we we get together the way we we share with them is what has changed Mm -hmm. and the transformation for me can be seen um, when looking at the day of the dead is that the day of the day is based on the cycle of of the harvest of the maize of the corn in in the in indigenous groups in the center and south of mexico mm-hmm. where the year is divided in two and one half of the year is the rainy season and the other is the dry season so at the start of the rainy season we ask our the divine, the divine or the indigenous groups ask the divine uh, and their ancestors for their blessing, for their seeds uh, to be successful, and have an amazing harvest later that year. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the rainy season, the, harv- the the when the rainy season is coming to an end, the harvest of the the corn is, uh, happens, and. They come from a scarcity to an abundant um, time. And and they celebrate that abundance um, with them. And that's part for me of what it means to be a transformation or or a part of a cycle because on one, at the at the start of the cycle, we ask these same ancestors a blessing. And at the end of the cycle, we are asking, we are sharing these blessings with them, and we are thanking them for these blessings at the same time. Uh, and it's a never-ending cycle. And and I, I also speak at the end of the uh, a bit more at the end of the book on how on how. We share our harvest with our ancestors at this time of year, mm-hmm. but then we later have to think what, what are we gonna do with this harvest and what are we gonna, um, when sharing them with, with others, what is gonna come from that? Um, everything is a cycle for me, including death. Death is not the end, it's just, yeah, part of a never ending cycle.
0: I love it. I, I hope that it. answers your question because <laughs> yes.
1: I, I talk about a lot of things at the same time.
0: <laughs> That's okay. I totally followed. It. It's all good. <laughs> um, so the other part of you, your book that I absolutely loved was the fact that you mentioned a lot of the deities that are associated with uh, the holiday, associated with uh, death and welcoming people to the other or souls to the other side. And that a lot of those deities I had not heard of. A few I had, but not many. And so it was very interesting to read about them. So for anybody who reads your book and sees these deities, do you have a recommendation for one that they could start with if they want to work with them?
1: Hmm. That's a tricky question. <laughs> that is a tricky <laughs> question because you <laughs> named
0: quite a few and they were all spectacular. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. That's a good question. So, in my book, I mentioned uh, different deities associated with death, especially, and I focus on deities from uh, the Mesoamerican cultures or, well, deities from this region Mm -hmm. that were or are associated with death. And I mentioned them as explaining how death has been. viewed um or how we how our relationship with that has been and that our current times have our relationship with that has not been the same as as today and um, i understand that as as a pagan we may work with different deities so that i say this is a tricky question because <laughs> I think it will depend a lot on your your path, your tradition, and how do you approach deities in general.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And in and I will say, um, like I would always advise to be like extra careful before approaching any deity and like uh, investigating about that deity and everything, but. And um, I I also want to answer your question specifically. And one of my favorite, um, one of my favorite um deities or my favorite goddess, and um, is the Aztec goddess is Quetzalcoatl, which is like the mother, the mother goddess uh, in the Aztec, um, mm-hmm. in, in the Aztec world, she's the like the major deity of life, death, and fertility, and. Um, She has a dualistic concept um, of of the earth that represents life itself contains the seed of death, that life and death are a cycle. And as it's a mother goddess, that's the one I would, like, if you would ask me which one to approach first Mm -hmm. from the ones I mentioned, I would say quatlique, as that's like the mother goddess. And that we have a good place to start.
0: I think that's a great (laughs) place to start.
1: (laughs) Yeah. With the mother, I'm seeing from um, the mother point of view uh, or from the, I don't like the the loving approach of the mother, how life itself has death uh, within.
0: I think that's great. I think that... um we all could learn a lot from embracing more of a kind of dual nature deity one that's you know just as much about life as it is about death because it all hangs in the balance everything is in balance in that way so i think right. that's a great answer
1: <laughs> right so yeah i think that i i, I chose that one quite liquid because it would be good to start from the balance and not straight to death
0: yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's so great. Uh, So one of the questions I get asked a lot running this show is, how do you connect with your ancestors? Where to begin to work with them? Do you have any recommendations for them? And also kind of a... Supplemental question to that. You can take your time answering with this one. Um, For those who are adopted and find working with ancestors a challenge, do you have any advice for those who face that challenge?
1: Okay. Um, So (laughs) let's start with the first question.
0: Go ahead. Take your time. (laughs) How
1: how do we work with ancestors? So I would say that for me, working with ancestors does not... um, um, like wouldn't necessarily mean uh, some like something that sounds very witchy with candles and a circle and like calling out loud the name of your ancestors (laughs) (laughs) for me the work with my ancestors is more I don't know how to call it but like mundane like and talking with my family Mm -hmm. uh, about uh, my grandmothers and my grandfathers and about uh, their mothers and fathers like talking about our relatives and our history and, and taking out photo albums and investigating about them and using like these tools we have to make um, family trees on the internet and investigated about, investigating about them um, for me like the, moon, <laughs> the mundane I don't know how else to <laughs> say but like like um, investigating about them it, it will be the the most the most important part or, or or the place to start because learning from their history um helps you like learning more about you um for example i don't know like learning about my grandmother and how she was also very intuitive and, and and kind of psychic like help me learn more about uh, about that part of me and how she used to manage or not manage that that part of her um, how how can I do it differently I don't know just for a given example I think that's that's the first part and it's also like one of my favorite parts of the day of the day like the investigating part and 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 and, and grabbing Getting like the pictures to put on my day of the day altar, and that's that's a really big part of it. And I think that once you do that part of the investigation, the spiritual or magical part of it would come and will later come easier or more, or or will later flow. And but. And replying to your second question, what if you uh, were adopted? Okay, so in my book, I shared that uh, when I refer to ancestors, I not only referring to your ancestors by blood, to your biological um, parents, grandparents and above, uh, but also uh, we may have ancestors, by the family we chose. I believe that in an adoptive family, we could consider that the the family of our adoptive family also um, part of the chosen family. Mm -hmm. And I also speak about that we also have ancestors of of the region we live at or, 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 or our communities. And for example, in our pagan world, we have something I would call spiritual ancestors. It may be teachers, writers that have died. And in the in in the place we live at in, in, in our in, in our community, in our neighborhood, neighborhood, a city, country, like we also have ancestors of the land, people who whose lives somehow made a difference and, 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 yeah, their lives influenced the way we live today. And so, replying to someone who was adopted, I would say that, I, I would take into consideration that your ancestors are not only by blood and I would go where your heart tells you they are if, if they are in your adoptive family or if you associate with more with your community or your chosen
0: family i love that i think that's a beautiful answer absolutely beautiful and i think that's fantastic so uh i have kind of a i have two more questions for you but uh this one might actually tie into the next one uh, one of the big things that you do for Day of the Dead is you do a lot of cooking for the dead. Do you have a favorite recipe?
1: A lot of uh, cooking. Well, yeah. Um, my favorite. I first wanted to give a little bit of context for for for, for those who have.
0: Yeah, of course. Who
1: haven't um, read the book yet? But the food is a very big important part of the celebration. Food and drinks, and, because we we leave them as offerings to our dead loved ones and ancestors on our day of the day altar it, like it's a party so you just like in a, in a party with your friends you you would give drink some food and in this case you also leave um, drink some food for your dead loved ones and your ancestors so the food is a big part of it and there's a lot of um the type of food changes a lot with region to region, the traditional food, and my favorite food of the Day of the Dead, um, it's uh, the pan de muerto or the bread of the dead, and because of different reasons I love bread. <laughs> That's the first I mean, one.
0: Who doesn't love bread? <laughs>
1: it's a sweet bread, so I love uh, sweet bread, and uh, and it's a bread with the shape of bones. And with a lot of sugar, and and I love it, and it's also like the most common, like food or type of <laughs> of edible thing of the day of the dead. Everywhere, it. <laughs> yeah, it's and it's actually something that that we all wait for all the year and like around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Around August or September, you can see people on social media saying, "Like, oh, th- th- that place or this place is already selling the, uh, the bread of the dead." Go! <laughs> it's it's something that we 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 wait with excitement for.
0: I love it. I love it so much. Uh so my final question—well, I I have a final question, then my wrap-up question that I ask everybody. But my final okay. question for you is. What's your favorite day of the dead activity and why is it your favorite?
1: Okay, so I, I would say my favorite one is setting up the, the, the day of the day altar. And to give context, there are like several activities related to the day of the dead. And it's a very diverse celebration. You can find that is celebrated in different ways. Um, like across regions. But the most common uh, way of celebrating it is by setting up a day of the day altar. And it's something that you can see everywhere and not only with a religious context or with a spiritual context, like um, you can see in in schools, uh, day of the day altars. You can go to the, the library and there can be um, Day of the day altar dedicated to famous writers that, that have died. Or you can go, I don't know, to um uh, to a concert hall, and there can be a day of the day altar dedicated to musicians. And there was an as an example, like four years ago, we had a a, a very strong earthquake in Mexico City and some a lot of buildings will uh, fall fall down, and it was a tragedy. And it was around September, twenty seventeen, and well, the next month when the day of the day was approaching, the neighbors, people, or the community, um put some day of the day altars outside of some of these buildings that that collapsed, and and they they, they put them. Um, um, uh, pictures of the people that have died there, with uh, flowers, water, food, and there was a a, a school, uh, a kindergarten that 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 also collapsed, where it was a school of young children, like toddlers, I think, mm-hmm. and they set up a day of the day of the day altar outside with Jews, um, and toys, so it's. It's like the most common activity and it, it is very common and it goes beyond a, a religion or a spiritual practice. It's something that a lot, a lot of people do. And it's also like you can find in in government offices or schools, whatever. And that's my favorite activity. And not, not only because it's common. I, and in my book, I divide the day of. of the, the altar in, in several parts and my favorite part of it is like preparing to set up the altar and that part uh, m- it means um getting together with my family getting pictures of our dead loved ones talking about our dead loved ones and um, making a list of what I will need the flowers the candles how many what what food without place and what, uh, what drinks will I get? Um, so, for example, I think, um, I don't know, I, I think of my grandfather. So I, I speak a, about my grandfather with my dad. I get a picture for the altar. And then I think about what was his favorite food, his favorite drink. And my grandfather just love wine. So I think about what kind of wine and I don't know. I think, um, yeah, like my, my, I take a time to think about each of our, of of my dead loved ones and how I I would like to make them happy or what I would like to offer them. And that's my favorite part. I think like the preparation, Mm -hmm. because, um, it's it's not just like one day. It takes for me like a few weeks before the day of the dead and mm-hmm. I get together and I talk with my mother, my my siblings, my father, and 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 we remember those who we loved. And I think that's that's my favorite part because we, we talk about them and we open like the floor for for that subject to be touched in an easier and more loving, and healthy way.
0: I love it. I love it. I think that's so awesome. And that's so, like, it's incredibly moving how the people of Mexico City did that for all of the buildings that fell and the people that, you know, passed on uh, during that disaster. And that's something that you don't really think about, especially here in the States, that's a lot of people don't really do that. They just, you know, they'll set up kind of memorials, but that's about it. But it's, it's almost in such a way that you're just like, wow, it feels so much deeper because of the cultural uh, significance that's associated with it.
1: Yeah. And it was very, I don't know, like, the interesting part for me is that like it's not that someone organized it well maybe there was a neighbor who said let's do this but it's not like an organization mm-hmm. organi- organized it it's just like the people around the building touched by what happened uh, and also going through grief about what happened and shocked about what happened mm-hmm that happens in a very organic way here in the city. Like they they, they share what they feel and they made an altar outside.
0: That's amazing. That's absolutely yeah. amazing. It's absolutely an amazing holiday and uh, spiritual practice to really learn about. And I'm so happy that you wrote your book and were able to share that with the world. And if you guys out there have not bought this book, please go pick up a copy. I promise you, you will not regret it. If you are even just minutely interested in the Day of the Dead, it is packed full of so much information that your brain's going to melt out your ears in the best of ways. So, (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now, I have one last question for you. Do you have any upcoming projects or works that you'd like to tell everybody about?
1: Well, uh, that's a very interesting question. We have a very sad answer, but no
0: okay I mean not at the moment that's okay um, that's okay yeah. it, you know my... some some authors have a whole bunch of projects in the work and they're like I can't tell you about it because it's still over here <laughs> being worked on and others you're like yeah let me tell you about everything <laughs>
1: so... that would be a very a, that would be a better answer for me to say but no I like to be honest and um, well first of all I have my day job or mm-hmm. I also call my I also call it my Muggle job. Your um, Muggle job, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I'm passionate about it. I, I also write for the Wild Hunt. I have a column oh, there. Cool. Um that's I have a column there where I talk a bit about my pagan practice uh, in, in Mexico, and or sometimes I interview witches and pagans here. Um, but and I, I now have the book, and I'm I like. And the whole book experience has been a surprise, and it's something that I didn't expect, and it's something new. So, like, I'm slowly processing it and enjoying it. And there are like a few ideas that come to my mind, but I don't feel like it's the time to go to another project yet until I completely allow me to fill this one.
0: <laughs> that makes perfect sense. Well, whenever that does happen, you got to tell us about it because we will absolutely love to hear about it. If you either on my show or Chaos and Shadow, either one, we would love for you to come and talk about it. We'd love to hear about it.
1: I will. Thank you so much. In the meantime, if you want to like, if you like my book, I would be like more than happy with that already. (laughs) And if you want to like read more or a bit more, i Well I have a column where I share more about my 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 I share from my mind and, and my, my my spirit about my practices um, and well not related to the day of the dead always, but with related to other subjects as well.
0: That's so awesome. I love it so where can people go find you are you on social media or are you one of the folks out there that are like no i don't do social media <laughs> oh yeah, yeah
1: i do do i do use social media and um uh, well you can find me in instagram like Gmagical um with double m and say and ck and in twitter as jaime Hirones Altogether. I know it would be hard to spell it.
0: We'll put it but... in the show notes for everybody. Don't worry. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and like those are my the main ones that I use. Perfect. I also have a Facebook page, but I think it only has. Um, it says author, and I think I only have a few followers, so I don't use it a lot. Um, um yeah, I mostly use Instagram.
0: I, I feel that I, I have a Facebook page as well that I don't think I've looked at in like three or four months. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. Uh, i try to avoid facebook so uh but yes thank you so much Jaime, for coming on the show this has been absolutely wonderful uh you are welcome to come back anytime i love talking about this with you it was fantastic and uh yeah you guys know what to do go buy his book go follow him on social media you know read his blog posts and follow his columns and all that great stuff and we'll see you all next week take care everybody and stay safe